0: Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. See, hold it on is what you do, these three guys they have the news, it's Bitcoin Podcast baby, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, Bitcoin Podcast, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, Bitcoin Podcast,
2: to the Bitcoin Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode 260, I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, Dimitri.
0: Host. Number three, Doctor Corey Petty, back for another week. Uh, what's up? How was your week, guys? Let's let's do something different here. I want to try something different. Uh, I've been listening to this other show, um, <coughs> blasphemy, not on our network, called Beers with Talos. <laughs> it's a security, it's a security uh, podcast. And before they start their show, they basically just go around the table and say like, "How was your week? What's new?" We used to do that. Let's fucking do it now. Oh, okay. All Dude, right, I'll start- go first.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. Go ahead.
0: Oh, you're okay. host number one, Chella. You should go first. Yeah, you should go first.
2: Yeah. Uh, I had a unproductive week at Dell. However, crypto related, I finally made Finny my main phone due to the uh, Huawei, Hayway. Huawei? Debacle. Huawei. Huawei? I didn't want to be caught up in that debacle. I was using one of those phones. So I, I switched over and uh, it's a very. I'm going to just use it as a phone. And it's very sturdy. It's got a, a nice resolution on the screen. A lot of memory. A lot of bloatware. There's a uh, There's a Coin Telegraph app on there that's default. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good phone. I think it's a step in the right direction. I learned who Hal Finney is, and uh, I, I fell down a rabbit hole in him. And I think he's full of crap because if his claims were true, I feel like he would be a lot more popular. So he you when you get the phone there's a little piece of paper it says when satoshi announced the first release of the software he was the first person besides satoshi to run bitcoin he mined block 70 something and he was the recipient of the first bitcoin transaction when satoshi sent 10 coins to him as a test and he carried on an email conversation with satoshi over the weeks and months never discovered his identity I don't know. It seems just kind of fishy. It seems like he's just trying to name drop and humble brag. But anyway, the, the phone was uh, is honors him. I think he died last year or two years ago. And um, the company needed like 80,000 pre-orders to break even. They claimed they got 160. So in the news and everything, they claimed it to be a success. But in reality, it, it wasn't. A
0: thousand. You know, not, a thousand. Not just 80 orders.
2: 80,000. Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: no. um, how- so you know all in all it's a good phone and that's what you know I tinkered with it I, I dove into it so that's the most crypto related thing I did this week so
0: I wanna I wanna bring that up later when we're done with this I got a lot to say about that Finny phone and phones in general also Finney was was real how Finney was a real was a, was the real deal
3: yeah he was it was the real deal with that guy well I'm, I'm not saying that I'm
2: saying his claim. For i mean if you're interacting with jesus himself like you gotta know some stuff about him.
0: he didn't know he didn't know it was that back then oh what 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 could they do that on d well how was your week Okay. um i
3: um it was it was okay uh i closed out a project that i was working on um it went well um i got to see hitsville u s a that was a very big highlight of my week are you guys familiar with hitsville u s a Hitsville? Hitsville, USA. No.
2: I don't know what, that, what is. that
3: is. Oh, you, my fellow Caucasian brethren. That is Barry Gordy's Empire, uh, Motown. That is where Motown Records started. Oh. Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Jackson 5. That was Detroit, then. You were in Detroit. Yeah, I've been in Detroit for two months. Have okay. you? Um, I have been. How do you
0: like Detroit? I hear it's like getting pretty, pretty hipster slash gentrified slash kind of fun slash i don't know i was there a couple like a couple months ago to visit some friends and it was i had had a good time
3: i don't want to offend any Detroitans, detroitians um the food's good the weather's shit um the roads (laughs) the roads are basically like at the point that they're out at i'd rather drive around on dirt uh It'd probably be more comfortable. Um, The environment's pretty chill and laid back. It's interesting laws, too. Like, apparently in Detroit, this is what the guy said, nobody's at fault for any car accidents. Doesn't matter. You could, like, T-bone someone, and there's nobody's at fault. Both insurance companies just pay a split amount. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird, and I never followed up on it because I don't, I don't live there and I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Motown Records was amazing. Barry Gordy bought all eight houses on the block, and he ran the business from it. They had 450 employees walking in between houses. Um, I stood in the same places that like the Jackson Five stood, and got to look. I couldn't touch, but got to look at Stevie Wonder's piano. Um. Yeah, Barry Gordy was a genius man. So I guess back in the day, record labels could only legally have three songs on the radio, right? So guess that what? Was, Barry that been Gordy...
0: definitely pre Lil Wayne.
3: Yeah, that's pre Lil Wayne. And so the guess what Barry Gordy did? He had like twenty record labels. So that all the music was Motown on the radio. It was all it was all Motown. Um,
2: he also ripped off a lot of people, but we don't have to get into that.
3: Well, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's the music biz. Uh, I think he mainly ripped off Little Richie, right? I think Little Richie was quite. Just so, he he
2: just profited no, off people's of naivety,
3: though. naivety of the city. Naivety, uh, but that was a highlight for me um, because I love Motown music, and especially the Jackson Five. The, some up there is one of my all. Beep, 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 beep.
0: It was all time favorite of mine. So, how was your week, Corey? Uh Pretty busy, actually. I came back. Uh, I've had like a regular regular work week. Didn't leave the house. Um, You know, normal, normal work. So, but like, I've been working on this. Uh,
2: Did you shower?
0: I definitely showered. Actually went to jiu-jitsu for the first time in like a month uh, this past week. So my body hurts real bad. That was really Did nice. Do you have a ring way. rust? Ring rust? Yeah. Like ringworm?
2: No, so like uh, if a UFC fighter goes away for two years and they have a fight, they say he has a ring rust.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a thing, right? You 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 lose a lot of what your body naturally does. You get kind of confused it's a little slower. Uh, you lose a lot of strength, of course. You don't work out for a month. You lose a lot of the gains you previously had if you're working out regularly. And You get tired. I mean, I do a lot of drinking, especially this past month because of parties and travel and things like that.
1: Hmm.
0: But... It's good to be back. Uh, I I worked a lot on this um uh, new blog series we're doing at Status. It's just trying to um lay out some more legitimate or like just like trying to be really objective about uh, the economics of what the token does and like applying different financial models to it to see like kind of what things we can do just to look at like how like how s works with just within that status ecosystem. I think that's going to be fun. So we'll be releasing that. Uh, I, I kind of like dig into that because it's so different than what my job is. Kind of like i you're building financial leave. models.
3: What? You're building financial models for status.
0: Yeah. But like the, the is point is to, than... yeah, definitely way different than what my job title is. But like the point is to try and develop a, like a community of people who are looking at, how to model these types of assets appropriately, um, and then what you can do within a company to use those models to like do predictive analysis on whether or not certain features are even worth looking into, or like what effect it may have on the on the entire like what effect a feature may have on the ecosystem of of that network, right? So like mm. say for instance, we 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 want to make a new feature within Status. One, should we make it? How do we evaluate whether or not we should make it? Spend time developing it and make it and pay money towards that development cost. And two, what overall effects would it have with the other features that currently exist and the, and like the and the, the way tokens flow already? So, like for instance, if like the feature locks up a bunch of SNT in order to use it, you need to pay SNT and stake it somewhere, and then you can then use that feature. As that grows over time, what does that end up doing to the price of ST, the availability of ST? Um, does that change in price end up affecting like the usability of a different mm-hmm. things. So like say, for instance, we have some dr- ridiculously crazy, uh, crazily successful uh, feature that locks up a bunch of SNT. Uh, that would you know you would think uh lessen the supply, the availability of SNT for other people to have, which should which should drive the price up, right? Because if the demand stays the same or grows, mm-hmm. uh if that happens and a different feature is dependent upon the price of S&T to be low, do we make that feature not worthwhile anymore? But like, there's no way to model this type of stuff or at least no one's doing it. There are ways. And so we're trying to build like simple models to start with simple models that explain how we do stuff and then play around with it to see like how it may affect each other. So that's like a whole, whole like different part of status that's growing that I'm a part of that I'm, I'm interested yeah. in because like that type I of think- stuff are like, these are questions that I've been wondering for a really long time, but haven't been able to like find find quality research on other people mm-hmm. looking at it.
2: That's my topic. Uh, if your utility token is worth too much money, then people won't use it. You know, like you you had that yeah. idea where people can upvote and downvote people with ST. Well, if one S&T is worth three bucks, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to hold on to it.
0: Well, there's also, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if it, had, if it takes one ST to do that, that's the thing. It's like if that's the case, then it's probably not worth doing because you don't want to ruin the utility, right?
3: Yeah. So I actually been giving this a lot of thought uh, as well. And that is, we, we tout this as programmable money and we've done this for years, but is it too difficult? Uh, pragmatically to put those things together, right? If I have a fifteen hundred dollar hammer, I ain't gonna build a house with it. I'm framing that shit, what right? If like, it's like
0: an indestructible Thor's hammer.
3: Well, if that's the case, I've got to find Thanos and whoop his ass. See, I mean, like that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but how many Thanos are walking around? Yeah, but if you no, have a I... specific desire for what you're, like, we'll call it, we'll, we'll just stick to utility tokens for now, right? Because it's, it's more nebulous as to whatever the hell that means. If you have a desire for that thing to do stuff, I mean, it's it's better to try and build models to see if it's going to do what you think it will as opposed to just building shit and seeing what happens, which is basically what's been going on since we started making these tokens. Well, yeah, that's that old Silicon Valley. Uh,
3: move fast, break things, don't give a fuck what happens, send out terms and conditions if we do anything stupid mentality.
0: Well, you also have like, I mean, that's that's not going to work because most of these companies are also funded by ICOs, which means they have a limited, a limited amount of funds they need to use in order to get to the place they need to be. And when they're done using mm-hmm. those funds, the ecosystem better work. Otherwise, they failed miserably. And so that means you need... Good ways of forecasting the effect of the of the money you're spending now, mm-hmm. which is financial modeling, right?
3: Do you fear that the because what it because it looks like the new community that is adopting cryptocurrency as a whole is the finance community? Do you feel that their I don't know. Let's just call them endeavors. Are going to start to like eclipse all of the things, like all of the hopes and dreams of different cryptocurrencies. Um, no, because Wall Street seems like it's gonna grab, it's grabbing cryptocurrency by the short and curlies.
0: No, and I if think they I, do that, the then... space is way too big. It, 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 its potential use cases are so vast. I mean, yeah, it's going to be where the most of the attention is probably in the short term. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to take away from the from the availability to build other things i don't think mm. granted i guess there's an argument that says like the infrastructure that we build is based on the people building it so like if all we're doing is looking at like just rebuilding the financial ecosystem the most of the things that get built are going to be tailored towards that industry and may end up like uh not working so well for other things Mm-hmm. And so, like, they have to like start from scratch and, and do all that shit over again if they want to build things that aren't within like the framework of the financial industry. But I don't know, like, it's if we just rebuild the financial industry, good. That needs to be rebuilt. Yeah,
3: yeah that that would be a good. I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess I'm you...
0: becoming less and less like uh, it. It can do and will do all the things. I'm. I, I'm. I'm almost more complacent in that if it if it just does a few of the things that need to get done awesome we can worry about the other stuff later or the different i don't know
3: well yeah that used to be kind of the the whole notion of the the entire space was looking to rebuild money and then when that got difficult uh because people are impatient then it turned into quickly well we could have these automated organizations we can have smart contracts we can automate out lawyers there's like a lot of stuff that trickles out from being unfocused it's basically like scope creep on a macro level and now that we're doing all of these things we're finding out like oh a it's, it's supremely difficult or b it's a problem without us I and mean, it's a solution without a problem like nobody gives a shit so anyways that was an interesting week you had Court.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I wanted, I wanted to go um, back to what Chella was saying. Like, yeah. uh, like I had, I have, a, I have one of those finished too. I'm not using it for, as my normal phone, but I turned it on and played with it. And for one thing, like Chella was saying, you need 50% battery in order to use the, the, the built-in wallet. Dumb. What phone has greater than 50% battery after 12 o'clock in the afternoon?
3: Yeah. Mine, the iPhone X baby. <laughs> but that's because I keep it on a charger. Like
2: wow. apples are bringing back iPods, so I don't know what's going
3: on with your company right now. It ain't my company. I just like their phone. <laughs> their phone really works really well and it's reliable. And so does their iPad, actually. Um, well, so did Hayway before uh, Huawei. Before two weeks ago, yeah. I wish Halo would just, just Hayway, get dude. its shit together, dude. Do you know it, the best marketing campaign in the world? They start right now advertising that they found the original bungee crew. And they're overseeing the production of a brand new Halo movie. It would bring all of us old ass people back in the game overnight. I'm not an Xboxer anymore, though.
2: They've lost my loyalty. Yeah, I mean, yeah you buy one though. I bet you'd buy why did you if buy. one. if I, buy I bought one and
0: me and D buy. started playing,
2: you'd go buy one. That's the thing. You buy them like out of like a hive mind mentality, not because it's a good system, it's because all your friends have one. Oh yeah, welcome I to the like, Right? I think
0: that's I the only best.
3: Bought... Yeah, right? I only bought my original Xbox for halo i went in the GameStop, looked to the right saw someone playing halo and i was like wow that game looks awesome saved up my money bought an xbox just for halo i bought my first
0: xbox to play halo with you d
3: yeah so i mean that game is powerful and they just let it suck that's like that's like nintendo we like oh yeah mario that's a thing we're just gonna like make shitty games from it forever now but nobody gives a shit they made a lot of money i think
0: that's the best case for adoption in crypto like you just basically explained what adoption in crypto looks like yeah, somebody needs to make something that everyone sees it and be like i need that yeah and then just go buy whatever do whatever's necessary to do that thing
3: yeah i need bitcoin to do that thing well nobody's nobody's doing that nobody's thinking like that for but then reason. it sucks three years in yeah <laughs> and then i had um i i sat next to this guy named russ on the flight on the plane I'm only telling the story because like he showed me, I, I got like upgraded on accident. So I got to the place where they get free booze. So me and him had a nice drink and I was telling him and eventually the conversation got to what we do. Uh, and then he, um, and then it got to Bitcoin and I started explaining it to him and he was just like, but he's an older gentleman. He was about 62. And he was just like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get it. I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the point. I don't. I don't. I don't get it at all. I hope you guys do. And then, then I tried to wow him with my wow story that I use it. I tell everyone when I went to Mexico, and I was like, I went to Mexico, and I saw a robot pay another robot to do work. And like, there's a long pause, and he was like, "Yes, yeah, so what though?" Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, that's a big deal, man." He's like, "I mean, maybe, but." Why do we? Why do robots need to pay robots to do work? And I was. like, What do old people care about? That's the real question. <laughs> what does someone over sixty care about? They care about their grandkids, and yeah, you know, their grandkids and, the and retirement time. fund. Yeah, that's where it was. The only two things that he cares about: cars with no gas. I don't get it. No. Well, yeah, I knew the conversation was going wayward when I was. We we got to Teslas. Yeah. And he was like, "I don't see why a car would need to drive itself at all." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, we're, yeah, we're detached. We just became. <laughs> we don't want the same thing no, in life. We're <laughs> no longer relating to each other at a core at that level. Because I never fucking want to dr- touch a steering wheel again if I don't have to." And I bet yeah, you yeah, like, you've "Hey, uh,
0: have you been looking into Worthers these days? Like,
3: <laughs> Werther's yeah. is dropping some hot new candy." <laughs> <laughs> you what told are,
2: me something one time that technology is only driven to make our lives easier and then when I stopped yeah. to think about it, I'm like yeah that's true and then you see like old people like on the plane and they take out their typewriters out of their duffel bags and it's like yeah. you're not adopting the technology to make your life easier you got your cassette player and your typewriter and your reading glasses tell me and tell
0: like, me you've seen somebody do this like I have I've seen someone you've seen somebody pull a typewriter out of a duffel bag and yes. a cassette player not on a cassette a, player. On a, on a, okay. But I've seen a typewriter. <laughs> so if you didn't take a picture, then you're really <laughs> wasting opportunities. In this My dad still has a typewriter, and I have no idea why. A lot of hipsters have typewriters, but it's only to be hipsters.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just um, like, you know, just adopt to make your life easier. I think Bitcoin was made to make life easier. Not just from transactional standpoints, but uh, transparency and, and um, ease of use and investing
3: and a speed. whole bunch of things. Speed. A lot of boxes. I think that what I think I was pretty not vulgar, but like adult rated when I said that too, Joe, because I think that I think all human behavior is revolved around the fact that we'd rather be bony. Uh, That's just the grand theory I've had. Take it to your sociology department if you want to. But I think we get like back in the day, cavemen got really, really creative because they were tired of like spending all day carrying rocks back and forth. So then they made the wheel, and they were like, "All right, baby, I'm home five hours early. Let's get to it."
2: I only need twenty minutes. We're just trying, minutes, to, we're just trying to give to ourselves more early. free
3: time so we can get down with the get down. That's all it is. It's all it's ever going to be. Yeah, it drives us. It's a getting carnal. home. We getting we home like later. a
0: whatever branch of science w- could could weigh in on this on the podcast yeah. right now. Would it be anthropology, anthropology was there a K- was there a sociology, sociology? K- Work from
2: home? I don't know. What'd you yeah. say, cello? Was there a caveman that worked from home I had plenty of time
3: to bone all day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working from home. You don't do anything. You just chisel on the rocks. It's like they're gonna like this later.
0: Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna thank me. Um. Uh, all right. What... Uh, but anyway, back to when I originally started this this conversation, the Finny phone. Uh, like, I think it's a necessary step in. Kind of the the use case, or, or the usability of this technology, but ultimately any of these phones that have kind of like this over the top dedicated hardware wallet mm-hmm. um, are gonna fail. But it's leading to the actual like real use case, which is phones just having all, all phones just having hardware wallets built into them. Mm-hmm. Like a separated piece of hardware, because like in the end of the day, like if you look at what a wallet is, it's a glorified specialized password store. That's it. Yep, it's all it does. It's just it just it, it, it it holds passwords and then knows where to look to use them. And it has some like fancy ways of saving memory or or like recovery options, things like that. But all it does is just store passwords. Uh, and. That's not a just a that's not just a cryptocurrency thing. It's a generalized thing that we need to be doing properly on the internet. Whether it be tokens, whether it be like by, when I say tokens, I mean like two-factor authentication tokens. So like what that is is like say like you try to log into something and it's like all right, well give me your give me your Google Authenticator password or whatever it is. That's a that's a that's a type of token. Uh, and all we need is like phones are really convenient ways of storing these things if it's if the hardware is separated appropriately and so what the finita phone does is has a physically separated piece of piece of hardware that isn't attached to any other part of the of the the phone that runs its own little operating system that stores these things nicely Hmm. and then a limited api or, or like communications channel that can only do a certain amount of things between the actual phone operating system And the hardware wallet operating system. So, like, that's just gonna get integrated into the phone. So, like, the things we're carrying around are just gonna work naturally and store these things appropriately. But I think it takes things like the Thinny phone or like what Samsung's doing to get there. And it's gonna suck first. These are gonna suck because they're gonna do it wrong.
2: Mm. Yes. Samsung killed it. I think that's the reason. Like, their, their Reddit hasn't been updated in a month, they're not answering customer service questions. Really I wanted to look at
0: to I wanted, I
3: wanted, they I wanted to. to get they just had an article that said that they were impressed with the use and they're going to be doing, they're going to be, they're going to keep doing that with every phone. Yeah, that's called a
0: lie. Uh, I think, that, I think lie. they will. I mean, because it's not that big of a reach for them. What they're doing probably is they're not making fit set, they're not making specialized, physically separate hardware on the phone. Cause like the, a phone is not just like a motherboard, uh, a miniature computer, it's a bunch of different types of hardware put together. With an operating system that knows how to handle them, and so like your password so store, the key store of a phone is is physically separated if the if the software is doing it right. Which means that like it's all those things are in a trusted execution environment. Like if you root your phone, yeah. it's really hard to get access to those things. And yeah. those things already exist, and phones can just take advantage of that that now and build proper wallets into the operating system.
3: At what point do you think we stop it, calling it a phone, and it becomes a device, and then it becomes the a thing. felony if somebody steals it?
0: I don't know. Like, what do you call it? And we can go back to this because this is one of the other things we wanted to talk about. Because wallet is a shit name.
3: Yeah, wallet's not a good name for it. And I, what do you I call think, it? Well, what's wrong with what you and Andreas and the and the th- the the real thinkers in this in this industry say uh, what's wrong with the keychain because that's what it is
2: well real thinkers can't come up with good naming conventions i think we've proven that
0: engineers can't yeah <laughs> let's go with that
3: yeah engineers yeah call
0: engineers it. are bad at naming
3: things long lever short lever why'd you call it that one's long and one's short and they're levers we, we need like
2: toaster <laughs> What does a toaster do? I mean, I think oh, vault is a, a probably shit. good
0: thing because, like, once, once again, the most general way of looking at it is it's a password store because it's no longer about money, right? We're using these. We're going to use these things for identity. Eventually, it'll be just your just your generalized password store that also stores your cryptocurrency keys. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not just the keys; it's everything associated with the key. So, like, t- I think beforehand, I always use the term keychain. Like, a keychain is a good way. To describe a wallet, what people refer to as a wallet. It has your keys on it. Each key is used for different things. If you copy a key and give it to somebody, your intuition around what, what, what that means is normal. Um, you you realize that the, the, the actual thing is not on your phone. It's just you're storing access to that thing, which gives you like which makes you then realize that blockchains are where the assets are. It's a public it's a public good. It's not something that you're, you're actually storing yourself. The only thing you have is ownership of a public good. And then you change ownership by moving it to someone else's key. And we I think that intuition is important.
3: Chelo, what Cello just said actually is the most important thing of all. Of say that again, Cello. We become key masters. We become key masters.
0: I'm, and that's a, that's a way cooler thing to say than wallet masters.
2: I'm you saw cat. you saw John Wick three right, Corey? Yeah.
0: No spoilers.
2: No, no, no spoilers. Spoilers. You talking about the Matrix three? Yeah, a whole bunch it's of people from the Matrix are in are in John Wick. That shouldn't be a spoiler. It's just a it's just a fun fun thing. <gasps> you are killing me with the key masters in there.
3: <laughs> um, here's the thing: is that does enough confusion? Is there enough noise in the space to try to usurp, usurp this usurp this wallet notion and build something that's essentially a wallet and just call it a keychain and start marketing it.
0: Uh, I mean, I've tried. I mean, I, it's even hard for me to get changes done within my own company because we're afraid of, of making I guess, not my own company like the company I work for. You can call yours. That's called loyalty. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think the security stuff like... Well, it's, people out it's not
0: going to make sense when your identity is stored in your wallet. I and mean, I guess it does. It's where you store your your uh like your ID. Yeah.
2: Like Ray was talking about using Authy with like an air gap clone device and cold stuff. Like nobody's gonna do nobody's that. That's that. secure. That's Nobody. like nobody's gonna do that. I
0: don't know. There's a whole thing about like usable security. So like for people like me and him, that's what we do because we we know nothing can go wrong. But things need to be usable in a lot of ways. And so that's actually something that it's really hard to do is what to... if the wallet
3: just kept your money tokens and then your keychain had your utility tokens
0: what do you mean it's the what same thing said. why would you have two different things for that
3: because people are stupid Corey. sorry audience general purpose people need simple processes
0: they don't need something that does everything. They well, need that's why I'm saying call it a vault. Does a thing. Call it a vault. These are the things that you hold, you hold dear. These are the things you need to protect. They don't care about how it works. Just make them yeah, realize that it needs call, to be protected.
3: If you call it a vault, the intuition is I'm not going to that thing all the time. What else would you call it?
0: It's something, there's something that you, you need to protect that you keep on your person. The thing is like this. like You can have something that is equivalent to a bank security vault in your pocket
1: yeah. alongside
0: yeah. of something that is equivalent to like your spending cash in the exact same place.
3: But nobody wants to also be their own bank.
0: But like you can. Yep. And so like if, if we would like to like make that a thing that people can do and build companies around it and that, and, and have the ability to simultaneously switch between those levels of security really smoothly and, and seamlessly, then you've got yourself a, what a design problem basically.
3: Yeah, it's a fair argument. I I I would love to just try and build a wallet and call it a keychain and see if it could capture the hearts and minds of many, and start the notion and put more noise into the system that already than, than all the levels of noise that already exist. I think it's a great idea. It makes more sense to me. I lo- I've always envisioned cryptocurrency as like a giant wall, a mesh of continuous microscopic lockers and my private key is the ability to open the back of a locker to, to get my money and my stuff and my information and my things and my public address on the other side people can actually open and put stuff in there but they can never take stuff out that's just kind of like a locker you're using though.
0: that opens up on both sides
3: there's lots of lockers that exist that way it's like you put stuff in and then the other side you take it out it's Like it's just a what mailbox it's a mailbox well, it's, it could be. I mean, it could that not be called a locker? It locks mail in there.
0: Uh, I just think about the gym.
3: Either way, you're, maybe you could open it from the same side then, and that's the locker. It well, doesn't I matter.
0: I, I don't know. It, this conversation basically just points to the fact that like what we call things makes a big difference. Yeah, makes a huge sure. difference. And then like the and then something br- something was brought up to me, and so I'm a part of. Uh, the team that's currently rebuilding the wallet in status so we can make it more useful and generalized. And so it can, it can store a bunch of keys. It can do a bunch of things. You can have multiple accounts, import, export, all this stuff, right? Because you need to be able to do these things in order to say you have a wallet in the space now. And as I was trying to come up with naming things, and I was having this argument with other people. One of the guys uh, from Russia was like, oh, we don't even have that word. The word you're trying to call that is not a word that we have. There's no translation into Russian for that. So how do you how do you build something that is that is as global? There is no jurisdiction associated with it that mm-hmm. allows the globe to understand it because they have words that like, we can't that have no translations. Like they have no word for transact.
3: I know how to handle that situation. You look that Russian dead in his eye and you say, "You gonna learn today," and then you go grab your Russian dictionary and you say, "Go ahead and add a line player." what does this do
0: that's that's i think uh i think the the inclusive community would call that like uh ethnocentrism huh it's, that's no, not an inclusive the English language is a <laughs>
3: amalgamation of a lot of different languages Yeah, but like these things, things why need to be useful in other
0: languages that's the point it needs to be intuitive in other languages and yes that's probably for a, like for the russian language something for a russian to figure out but like we want to be, we want to have a wallet that's useful across the globe. How do we call it? Like, what do we, how do we, how do we structure it and design it in such a way that it's intuitive to everyone?
3: That, okay. Can you do that? You is that even possible? To, no, it's not. You've got to, every, if every cryptocurrency company hears this, this is what I want to, I might recast what I'm about to say. You can't make a thing that does everything because you've made something that does nothing. You've got to focus on a group of people and make it for them. And then it will be adopted by other people who need it too. And they'll figure out how to use it.
0: I don't know if I agree with that totally. Guy
3: didn't make a hammer so the entire world could use a hammer. He made a hammer for one fucking thing. I got something sharp that I need to go into something kind of hard. That's it. And he made it. And then everybody else was like, yo, that's a good idea. I could use that too. Like, Google wasn't made for the whole world. Google was just these guys that are like, we're going to make it for this one specific use case of trying to find shit on the internet. We're going to fix that problem. They didn't say, like, we're going to make something that can solve uh, search for stuff on the internet and then buy stuff automatically and then do fucking... And we're going to have maps on there and it's going to be great and we're going to have satellites that show you where things are. That shit came as they had the time because they focused on one thing like you can't build something that does everything just do just do one thing really good fulfill one need really well and if it's good enough people are going to use it don't stop this trying to do all the goddamn things it's not it's never going to work that wasn't an
0: argument i was making
3: but you can't you can't do all of, make something that the whole globe is going to use. It's like, Not no, about make it, It's about the, make the it words work. that
0: we use. I think this is important. I want, I agree with you. If you're going to do something, do it right and do it well before you move on to do other things. But the words you use to describe it, if you want it to be a global thing, which is what cryptocurrency is, you should at least spend some time thinking about what you're going to call it so that it's intuitive for people to understand. If you want if adoption is the thing that matters and, and you're not just building something for yourself or a small group of people then you should think about the people who you want to use it and 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 the, and how easy it is for them to adopt it yeah but when something's cool enough
3: and a small group of people does it and one culture does it then other cultures learn the word the first thing I did when I went and I uh, worked um, in like Mexico everybody was like man in Spain they take siestas and I was like, Siesta? What's siesta? It's a daily mat. It's a daily nap that they take. They take a daily nap in the middle of the day, and then they wake up and they get back to work. A siesta isn't a word in fucking the the, the in that English. That is,
0: it's called nap.
3: we have it calling naps.
0: Yeah, but I mean the word, the actual word siesta.
3: Of
2: course like you not. learn the, the word the translation. You,
0: yeah, you have that translation. Says, like if someone, if you were to like put that on a button, and you could click the button, and the button said siesta. If you were to make that translation into American or That would be the nap English? Button. It would say you would say nap. Speak American. Speak American. It would say nap and you would know exactly what that means. Right? So you just is gotta that, learn. Is that, right? man. is that right? That that example yeah, you just right. gave, but, what I just said. Okay, what I'm I telling you, if you make a button project. if you make a button that says transact, this is just an example in English. If you were to try to translate that into Russian, they don't have the word for it. It right. Doesn't exist,
3: so they need to figure out how to get the word for it, so they can be on par with the majority of the globe. That's not a that's not a globe problem.
0: That's a Russia problem. You're assuming everybody thinks like you and the way they speak.
2: By the way, I run into that problem all the time because I have to make global ads for different countries.
0: Yeah, and this it's it's a problem to try and like get into the mindset of an entire language because like how you how you speak is how you think so
3: then we have to figure out how transact works for them what word would it be and then that's it and i'm saying it's not like it's a small problem i understand that's a huge problem however if you stop the presses just to figure out what's going on in russia it's like ah. Uh, you got point there come on russians get it together like let's keep it the let's keep it moving if you don't know what the word means ask ask somebody shit
0: like we gotta there's a there is there's this kind of like I think this is more of a problem today than it than it used to be because we weren't as uh, globalized I guess is the word yeah uh, globalized um, oh yeah you I mean, didn't just... stop working because some someone else across the globe didn't understand what you were doing you just you just did the thing because it's the more inclusive you get the more difficult it is to progress it's if you're trying to meet the demands or ideas of everyone across the globe, which is huge, then you're going to go a lot slower. Mm. And, there's, and there's something to be said about just making something that works for a smaller set of people and then expanding it later on down the line to then include people, which is probably an easier route but less inclusive.
2: I would argue that a lot of companies are – they're so focused on making money that they're going to try to appeal as many people as they can before – it's right.
0: That's what the whole ICO craze was.
2: Yeah. So, you know, obviously yeah. when they invited when they invented the frying pan, they didn't think that there was going to be a radio at the handle of it one day. But Hold on. There you go. Hold on. Wait, there's a radio and frying pan handles? Sure. Where? What do you mean, sure? That's a novelty that's been around for like 20 years. What are y'all talking about? Where what? are you shopping? have never seen a frying pan with a
3: radio in it.
2: Yeah, you can you can buy frying pans that have FM radios on the handle, so you can listen to Lil Wayne while you're making eggs.
0: Yeah, but that's not a normal thing.
2: That's what. Well, no, but I'm saying though, it it, like D was talking about. Google didn't know it was going to be a map service or all this. You know what I'm saying? It just things can spiderweb
3: and evolve over time. Yeah, that's true. That's Samsung started making children's toys, so there you go. Um, And how many people out there
2: are probably only buying Ethereum because it sounds cool? versus bitcoin
3: i it's bet you'd be many. surprised it's probably too many uh well let's let's switch topics oh should i hit the button should i hit the button or is it too yeah, late I hit the
0: button oh, okay. I'll
3: hit the button. let me see we're inviting people
0: it, in, in the see. slack so if you're not a part of the slack you didn't get this button push uh we'll see if anybody joins us it's uh, um it's right uh, now it's 11 o'clock eastern time so depending yeah. on where, where you are in the world this may be too early
3: Gonna hit the button. Science. Um, so let's talk about some other things. So CoinStar is expanding. For those of you that are Russian and don't know what Coinstar means, it's a uh it's a kiosk in grocery stores mainly and malls as well. Uh Russians, a mall is a place we go to shop for clothes and food. Um and at this kiosk you could pour in your change. Again, Russians change is the no. I'm kidding. I'm gonna stop doing that. Change you can pour in your change, and then and then and in return, that change will buy you Bitcoin. So apparently, they're expanding to 2,200 locations in the U.S. Is it which is not a terrible amount? Uh, sorry, not a, not a terribly large amount, but still significant. Wait, um, is it expanding from how many was before like 1,200? That I don't know. There's should I look?
2: Should I bring the article up. Let's I just see. want to see how big their growth is from the expansion. Uh, like down. what Walmart doesn't have one,
0: you know what I mean? Well, they out. keep building new Walmart, so it's like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Like they just keep like if it was just WalMarts, that's still quite an expansion growth. It's, there's so many WalMarts that keep getting built. Slash Kroger slash grocery store slash.
3: So, they're expanding from 70 locations to 2,200 locations. Wow. 70? 70.
0: Yeah. There's only 70 CoinStars? I remember using CoinStars. No, Coinstar. I think...
3: Seven, so, here it says, Presently, CoinMe operates the largest Bitcoin kiosk network in the world, uh, having expanded from 70 to more than 2,200 through its partnership with CoinStar. Oh, so, I guess okay. it started... Oh, yeah. We've had CoinMe on the show, the J.R. Willett guy. Yeah. That's a startup. So, I'm Not guessing anymore. that CoinMe... Yeah is really happy about the success of this now the th- this is a no-brainer for coinstar because if coinstar is getting more traffic to coinstar alone then they're going to say yes and then the fees on this are astronomical i think it's about five percent to transfer your change uh into into uh bitcoin it so. at like eight percent I thought it was like really high.
0: Well, that's the whole market, right? That was their whole that's the like in my opinion, that's the business. Is people don't give a shit about their change. They just slowly, gradually build it up, and eventually yeah. it turns into like a surprise paycheck. So like the fees on it, they don't give a shit because it's extra money to them.
3: Yep. Yeah. And if it's a surprise paycheck with the asymmetrical uh investment opportunities that Bitcoin has, they definitely don't give a shit about the fees. Oh. Wow. So that's actually kind of a bane of good news. Um, that what do you
0: mean bane of good news?
3: Bane is a bane of good news. It's it's a like bane, the word bane. Am I I'm using that word, word
0: right? Batman? I don't know if you're using it right. What, what, it, 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 describe it a little more. What do you mean by bane of good news?
3: Well, no, bane's not the word I'm looking for.
0: What are you trying uh, to say?
3: Bannister? Like nope, a bastion, that's definitely not
0: The Bastion? The last bastion. Say ba- my name. I wonder if everyone's going to get that one.
3: Uh, bastion's the institution, place of person defending or upholding a particular principle, attitude, or activity. Yeah,
0: like the last bastion is like the last hope of a of a, of a given idea.
3: So is this the is it a bastion of adoption? Fuck it. What are you trying be- to say?
0: I'm trying to tell you if you're right or not. It's
3: like a, it's like a, the, like adoption is happening. That's what I'm trying to say. I wish we recorded in the evenings again.
0: It's <laughs> <So laughs> not a it it uh, Okay, um, cool. Yeah, it's 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 a beacon. Okay, beacon of adoption. That's a good B word. There we go.
3: There we go. Uh, so, anyways, that's happening uh, apparently. So right now, if you want to go down to your local grocery store, there's a high probability that you can take your spare change bucket, and dump it in, and get some Bitcoin in the place of it. So
0: yeah, but who has change? Like I don't even have cash. I never even have cash. So like if we, if, if I want to make a bucket of change, it's gonna take me about twenty years. Yeah, I don't have. That's a good point. Like who has change? I'm sure there are people who who regularly deal with cash. I mean, cash workers regularly yeah, cash, right? that's a lot of people, lot of people in, the, in the country. But like this is a, it's a market for, I'd say lower than average income folk because most average to uh, like, average and higher income folk aren't dealing with straight cash unless you're a stripper. Scribble. We've, we've Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I'm, I'm ignorant to like cash cash workers, but that's in my opinion, generally the case. There's a lot so of So It's, it's a market that's taking advantage of low income people Raping them with fees, but if it's just change, it's not that big a deal because it's just change. Low-income people aren't
2: investing in crypto, though. You know,
0: that's where like those like I don't know they've they've remade a lot of the uh, lawnmower type apps where it's like uh, if you spend three fifty, it'll round up to four dollars and take that extra fifty cents and invest it into crypto. Yeah, that's a good way to like passively passively accumulate without. Um, worrying too much about the money you're spending because it's that's like that's like taking your change to coinstar but happening automatically Mm -hmm. hey ray right ray redacted has joined the good morning guys join us and and share his security wisdom slash thoughts on the dumb shit we say
4: (laughs) how's everybody doing today
0: pretty good man uh, we've had
3: some good discussions centered around the nomenclature of a wallet
0: yeah, so you were, you've been talking about that in the Slack, I think, as we were having that conversation, unbeknownst to you. And you yes, used sir. the word, you, you said, I said the phrase, let me read it up out loud here. Wallet, in parentheses or quotations, is intended to be skeuomorphic to new users. Can you explain what that means?
4: Well, sure. So, you know, when the GUI first came out, uh, probably Xerox, but we'll just give, it, we'll give credit to the Macintosh, a lot of the desktop accessories uh, were designed to mimic real-world equivalents, So like your calculator physically looks like a calculator, your contact book looks like a leather book. And the idea was, was that people were used to seeing and interacting with this type of physical device. And so using the term wallet, you know, going back five or six years was so that newbies would understand what it was, basically. Mm-hmm. And then be familiar with it. Keychain could be the same thing, except you don't keep your money on your keychain. So there's really yeah, not a real-world metaphor that really fits perfectly.
0: That's the, that's, the, that's the thing I want to get at. You're right. That, that was the, probably the intended use. I'm saying that was a poor choice because I don't want people intuiting. I don't want people thinking that their money is in their wallet. It's a bad way to understand what the technology actually is and what it's capable of.
4: Well, you've got a fantastic point. And I bet you if we did a survey, we would find out. That most people do think the money is on their hardware wallet or on their paper wallet. I mean, most people yeah, do assume do. that model, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's hard to explain that your money is actually not really in the cloud, but more along the lines of in the math.
0: It helps you understand <laughs> yeah. how the technology actually works. If, if, it, if you can realize that the actual digital assets, the things, the value that, you're, uh, that you have access to or you're owning... Is a public good that everyone can see. And what you're holding is access to that. You hold a key. You hold the ownership of those things. And so when you give it to somebody, you're not taking money out of your wallet and then handing it to them. You're just unlocking it and transferring it to someone else's keychain where they hold the keys to it.
4: Yeah, see, Corey, that would scare a lot of grandparents. I don't give a shit. That That's the way it
0: works. <laughs> They can but be we, scared, but at least they'll be scared yeah. for the right reasons, for sure. And Russians too, <laughs> yeah,
4: for sure. But that, that holding a public good—I mean, technically, that's true about fiat too, right? I mean, technically, we don't really necessarily own the fiat because if the controllers of the fiat decide to quadruple the money supply tomorrow morning, then that part you own has gone down by you know seventy-five percent. Yeah, well. but it's a
0: physical representation of the thing. It's not—it's not a key. So, like, you can't copy your cash. You can't make a copy of your wallet and hand it to someone else, and they can go use it. You can definitely do that with your keychain or your, your, your cryptocurrency keys. And that, and that then informs them on the security risks of handling their keys or their wallet in this instance, which is a very important intuition people should have, and probably at least a decent percentage of why people lose their shit, because they don't understand that.
4: Yeah, and you know it's further complicated by the fact that we do have an analogy in the real world that is somewhat applicable, but it's a shitty one, and that's a highly technical term uh, there, but that is your your, your credit card numbers, right? Your credit card numbers are a very, very poor equivalent to a private key, uh, even with the CVV2 number on the back, right? But everyone knows they're insanely insecure keys. They're very easy to generate. If you know the Loon algorithm, you could do it in your head to generate a valid credit card number. Uh, and and they're very very widely abused. But if they were forty eight digits and hexadecimal, and if they were uh, being able to be generated, you know, live and on the fly, credit card numbers are pretty close to a private and public key pair, somewhat, right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's like a shitty version of a private and public key pair.
4: Unfortunately, they they don't have the best history when it comes to being secured and things like that. So, I missed the very very beginning of the con- top of the conversation. The wallet. Discussion was the result of a was it the result of the Twitter feed or Twitter? Oh, fe- uh, it's it just something
0: about? that I've been it's been on my mind for a long time. Um, naming, I think uh, Cello brought it up. Uh, was it with a with a Fiti phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah with the, with
4: regards to the Fiddy phone, have you ever actually used the wallet to buy anything on the Fiddy phone? No. Oh, I was just wondering no, I... what, the re- what the reaction would be if someone saw you do that. I was I was, I was curious about that.
2: I tried to use the wallet once and I was at uh, 40% battery life and I couldn't even use it. So I just, I was like, I'm not doing this again.
3: Yeah, you can only <laughs> use it, Ray, if you have 50% battery minimum.
4: Oh yeah. my. That yeah. seems like it might be a little bit of a design flaw. So, in other words, somebody could hit you with enough text messages to make you unspendable? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anytime after 10 a.m. on a working day, you can't use it.
3: Yeah. So great idea, Finnyphone. <laughs> Not
0: um. So we, I don't this know is something we did in the beginning of the show uh, across us three. Why don't we why don't we include you into it because you're, you're the only one here right now? How was your week? <laughs> what was your week like? It
4: was Brad? a very it was a very very good week. I extremely busy. There's been a ton of discussion and stuff going on in the uh, crypto asset world as well as the information security world. Uh, and it certainly helps that we are officially back in the bull market. So if you have the champagne noise for D for calling the bottom a few months ago, I, I'm still impressed by that. <laughs> Nobody's talking about how your boy doesn't need to be a trader to figure
3: <laughs> out this damn prices. <laughs> Somebody needs to start talking about that shit. Put it on Twitter, damn it.
4: So like, D, we're gonna we're gonna put you on the spot. When will we cross ten thousand US dollars on BTC?
3: I said uh Uh, I said officially the 1st of August, but I'm giving it two weeks in there. First two weeks of August. Oh, Uh, boy. All right.
4: That sounds like financial advice to me. Hold on one second.
3: Now, if you want to know how your boy is getting so good at this shit, hit me in my DMs, and I'm going to charge you to join my group, actually, it's $700 a month for a subscription. But you you, you do get fancy emails with pictures. So, (laughs) (laughs) No lie. I'm going to take you seriously there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they are. And I know this for a fact, because I just ran a, a friend of mine, whose father is really, really old, has fallen into all these investing uh, schemas. And he's a he's a wealthy guy, but he's spending $34,000 a month on stock trading newsletters. Is he making more than that? He's not making anything. He's he is not a he's, he's not a sad uh, guy. No, no, he was. He's when he he's very he's he's at uh what's the dementia? Dementia is what he has, Ooh. and so he's got he's gotten got by these goons, and he's spent he's he spent so much he spends thirty four thousand a month on these. Um, your friend's fault. You should tell your the, friend to step in. He's trying to, but he doesn't have power attorney yet. So oh I, no, I, I mean just, just step into his living room and tell him to stop. It <laughs> th- it doesn't work like that when they have dementia, Jello. They're they're. Oh. They're doing wild shit. So, um, but yeah, I should, it's sliding in my DMs, $700 a month subscription. I'll tell you what the price is going to be. And if I'm wrong, go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> uh, so
4: if there are listeners out there that have parents that have fallen to cryptocurrency or other types of scams, we might want to do a show about multi-sig and about the benefits of doing multi-sig even without parents. Oh, that'd power be great returning. if there was
0: a usable multi-sig.
4: <laughs> because... Uh, uh, I know a couple friends online that they have their parents uh set up with uh crypto accounts that are not necessarily 100% active. <laughs> yeah. Because because of that exact reason I but just had a to lot of scammers
3: reactivate my pops account because he doesn't know what he's doing. So it is, it is true.
0: Yeah, my mom but, was probably the worst case scenario of adoption. Uh, yeah. Didn't you guys
3: ask me to look something up? What am I about? Yes, me to look something. I better.
0: think you were about to play the <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Oh yeah, Damn, that's right. There <laughs> we go. It's coming. It's, it's gone coming. now. we we got past that concept.
3: It didn't. It's still here. Alright, Ray, <laughs> say what you were gonna say.
4: Uh, I was gonna say, oh, cause the uh, the bull market has officially arrived.
0: <laughs> what does officially mean? How do we what's the official official bull?
4: I think it's when people stop saying, has it arrived? And you don't see that word, the, the, the question for four weeks straight. I think that, that's, the, uh, that's the unofficial official arrival.
2: I've been getting yeah. phone calls from uh, people I don't normally talk to. My brother called me for the first time in four months. A couple of people from middle school. So and that's not to a, just that's like talking over. about how you're
0: doing either. They just like, they started with a nice And they're like, hey, what about, what about crypto? Because that's why I called you. Yeah, right a, a, into low key. That's why I called you.
2: Mm-hmm. I said hello. No. He said the price is at nine thousand. I said it is. <laughs> that's exactly how that conversation went.
4: <laughs> so I, is- I do use Crypto Pro, and Crypto Pro is showing over a hundred percent on ninety days. What is Crypto it, Pro? It, that's just uh, you plugging an something. iOS app. It's an iOS app. Okay. It's the app that has you know, Apple Watch alerts and a bunch of other things. It's cheap. It's like nine bucks or something. But I use,
0: uh, uh, I, use, I, use I use what was it? Bitcoin checker. Let's take this thing.
4: What does it show for the ninety day on BTC? I don't look. 120?
0: at One I twenty. I I get alerts for different coins' movement based on a certain percentage over a certain time period. Uh, and so I just set those alerts. And that's what that's what tells me the prices.
4: So the big question mark right now, you know, if you listen to, if you look at people like Crypto Lord, Ken Bozak, etc., is now that we're been booming on price action on BTC is altcoins are, are, is the alt season starting now because they've all been lagging all of them except for Binance which is a very weird uh, and possibly always will be a weird exception to the rule. Uh, no one else has been really growing at the same rate as as BTC. So folks are saying, well is EOS EO, is EOS next? Is uh, you know is, are some of the newer alts that were not in the top 10 last year at this time or the year before. Uh, is that the next place to be pumping? Or do we want to go with the the safe bet? A uh, safe being, you know, kind of in in quotation marks there, uh, and and consolidate around BTC.
3: I mean, you should always be consolidating around BTC. Hashtag no investment advice, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, some of the it's gonna happen to some of the alts. That's I don't just know the what way it is. Look like it's not gonna, no one it's, does.
0: It's not going to be the same ICO boom. We, I think, I hope that we've learned a little bit from that. But like, is a, it just going to be the network boom? Because right now we're seeing a lot of new networks pop up. So we have EOS,finity, Parachain, or uh, um, Cosmos, Polkadot. All these things are popping up, and they're probably just going to like that's the almost almost the new ICO, if you will of the potential of these things becoming large and having all of the developers and applications built on top of them. So say, for instance, uh, buying these coins of these different networks is almost like making a bet on what um, that killer app is going to be, right? That's like that's the gaming system, and you're making a bet on who's going to make the best game that everyone goes out and buys the gaming system to use. That's, that's the analogy I think is currently going on right now.
3: Yeah, I'd agree, but in reality it's functioning like a bunch of people playing the pink sheets.
0: That's weird that though, right? It's on. like we've made that like that, that analogy is appropriate, but then we've said then like it's incredibly attractive towards the traditional finance and trading industry. So they're going to do what they do, which is yeah, like man. make it hyperbolic in a way.
3: They're gonna make their money to get their bonus checks, and the pe- the the people that are like Every once in a blue moon, you'll see a news story that's like, this guy made millions of dollars playing the pink sheets. And it's like, yeah, he got really lucky, really, really
0: like lucky. like the guy that like <sighs> yeah. won the Monopoly game, right? A lot well, of you a, played that it, game.
4: Here's what's crazy about that. So we'll all agree that the ICO thing was somewhat of a frenzy and somewhat of a bust. And we're talking about if you look at a 1,000 of them, maybe five were super successful, right? Ethereum being the, the massive exception. If you invested in Ethereum on day zero or day one, that was just incredible returns. And then there's a couple, a handful out there. And the rest, we would say, in hindsight, were probably not even worth the the time and the energy that were spent on them. But the question is, is how do you figure out which ones those are, right? I mean, which ones are those? Uh, I, I did not have the wisdom ahead of time to predict Ethereum's. Absolute smash, runaway success, right? I didn't even think Litecoin was coming back. I thought Litecoin might be pretty much toast, and they've been outperforming BTC uh, so far this year. So, I mean, how do we know? How do you know? Do we just assume that all ICOs are not worth an investment? It seems like that's what a lot of the market is saying, right? But a few have been big, big hits.
0: Well, maybe it's maybe it's more tailored towards um, specific people, right? It's not nearly as like global because in the first ICOs, it was like everyone should participate in these. And then as we kind of got further along the line, it's like, well, maybe accredited investors or a particular group of people who are interested in this particular industry should participate in these. And so now it's not it's not so global or universal in terms of what market you're trying to uh, overtake. And so the the people who are investing it is not so just distributed, right? You're trying to capture the attention. Who you're trying to capture is smaller, and so you don't need to gain the attention of everyone across the globe or like everyone in the cryptocurrency community.
4: But they wanted that frenzy, right? You think about TRX. They want that marketing buzz and that frenzy because it, without using the Ponzi word, it looks a little bit like a Ponzi when buy early buyers buy get secondary buyers get tertiary buyers, and people just start piling in. Whereas with Ethereum and even to a certain degree EOS, they're selling the platform, not necessarily the security, right? Is that right?
0: Yeah, it's basically this is like, I I think the, the, the market is, this is where everyone's going to be. Not like, this is the best made thing. This is the thing where everyone's going to be. Like cuz like EOS, EOS, EOS is, is, is garbage. It's a, it's 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 it, in terms if you were to look at it through the lens of um, open and permissionless blockchain, it's a piece of shit. But
4: yes, yeah, so Corey, you say that on the Slack a lot. Can you back up and just kind of walk us through kind of why you say it's garbage and why it's a piece of shit? Because I, I think your your words are absolutely credible and everybody believes them. But it would be beneficial if you explained kind of why.
0: Um, it's if it's, so. If if you want to look at it through the lens of open or permissionless blockchain the people who run the consensus algorithm uh, are basically just a single group of people who are very easily corruptible and cabal-like and can censor you. So it's not permissionless. It's not uncensorable in any way, shape, or form. And because of that, they can say things like they have tremendous amount of um, transaction throughput because it's just a glorified database. in a sense. Actually, it's kind of a shitty database. It's just more <laughs> of a distributed database. Also... Um, a lot of the early goings-on during the year-long ICO was a tremendous amount of wash trading. So they, they, they took advantage of the times in order to basically make a bunch of money off the backs of the people who thought they were investing into a legitimate platform. And that's still continuing. I could point to things eventually on, on where this is happening and how it's happening. But it's just a lot of, it's, it's a small amount of people making a tremendous amount of money on the backs of people that think it's a good system. That doesn't actually hold any of the ideology that open and permissionless blockchain actually holds.
4: So when you make these kind of criticisms, you're making them based on looking at the blockchain itself. Like, like what happened with kick this week, right? Or Ken, well, the blockchain, Ken,
0: Ken. how it like how the blockchain functions, how the consensus okay. operate? How the consensus algorithm and those participating in it, what control they have, in terms mm-hmm. of um, censoring and and deciding how things are going to happen, and then how those people are then taking advantage of that taking advantage of that power for their own good and not the benefit of the system itself. The reason why EOS has so many people building on top of it is because they paid ridiculous amounts of money to get people to build on top of it despite them having any type of care or preference. And then those numbers are inflated based on probably vanity matrix, vanity metrics. It's wow. all, it's it's just it's it's a, it's it's a, it's a better tron. They have just done a better at marketing better, better way of marketing themselves.
4: And this segment has been sponsored by EOS.
0: <laughs> yeah. and I, I've been trying to get Dan Larimer to come on the show and prove that wrong. dude is a ghost, well, dude. He you know, is. Okay, so in my opinion, this is my, this is strictly my opinion based on the thing that I've seen him do and how he operates, and my personal experience of watching him pitch EOS in DevCon two was that he is a he is a person that can build systems. And he understands the technology. Don't get me wrong, and he can build systems that work in, in interesting new ways. He doesn't give a shit about any of it. What He'll, happens is he builds money. a he builds a system that does something, and then a sea of marketing people take it and run with it and make it something completely and make and take advantage of it. Pay Dan off, and he moves on to something else. He's yeah. Like, okay. Here's here's, here's money for your troubles, money. and he's like, thanks, and leaves. It doesn't care about any of that type of stuff, but refuses to discuss this type of thing so that. No no one's done the wiser because the people who are controlling the narrative are people who are trying to take advantage of others. And I, I haven't had anyone be able to tell me otherwise, so I will continue saying those things. And I would love it if someone could prove me wrong.
3: Is he gangly? Is he a gangly man? He is a goofy looking dude. I just picture Dan Larimer being gangly, but I know I read his name all the time. I read his name all the time. And I'm like, wow, this guy is making everything in the background. But I think he's just like, oh... I made oh, it. Oh, he can make pay things. Me, he can make pay things. Me ditches, and no, then he's takes off.
0: I don't know. So, and I, I, there's no reason to believe he's not
3: going to do it again. He plays a lot of World of Warcraft. This guy, Ben Lermer, I know he does.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, this is the bash fest, Corey. I want you to tell us what happened with Ken. Give this. Give the background. Oh, I don't have enough. I don't have
0: enough information on this. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Um, dig into it more to like actually have like verifiable proof of this is happening. But like, that there's a tweet. Project? There's a tweet Ken. from I forget his name. But I think it was like the CEO of Kick. That was like more people are using Kick and more transaction throughput is going through Kick and the Ken token than any other um, blockchain in the world. Or like even com- I mean, he might have even said combined for that matter. I don't know. I'll have to <laughs> take a look back at it. And, so, and then so he, he pointed to the stats page that's basically showing like we're having like 380 thousand transactions or whatever and so on and so forth and you know all these things there's like 400 DApps and all these things and so just looked looked from a naive perspective that they're being incredibly successful and maybe they are i doubt it highly but uh a part of one of the buttons on there was like look at the blockchain explorer and so i click on the blockchain explorer and i start looking at maybe the top couple pages of transactions and every single time i click on a transaction or like a block it's all, all of them, so maybe every now and then, like a, a different one that's interspersed inside of it, are zero account creation transactions with no activity. It's just, it's probably, if I, were to, if I were to make a naive guess and look at this in like the five minutes it took me to do this, they've cr- automatically created accounts for everyone in the Kick ecosystem, which was a large amount of people before they started to the blockchain. And they're counting those as transactions and then they can say, like unbeknownst to the actual user who's using it, who has, a, who has an account and saying, look at all the use cases we have and all the people using these things. And the end user's like, what? And so like, I'm not seeing based on, this is once again, maybe, maybe five minutes of looking at the actual transactions, anybody actually using these things. And then we had a <laughs> conversation um, about like what the stats do. And they, they said that they're not counting those transactions and so I, there needs to be more investigation, and there is a lot of investigation because the SEC is currently after them, like hard. Um, and they basically said, "There's no reason we would lie about these things in the middle of an investigation." But it just—it looks to me, from a cursory viewpoint, that it's a bunch of vanity metrics to for marketing purposes. And oh, you were calling them out. Yeah. I saw you like start him to out. call them out. I didn't know it got deeper. That's like I, I didn't, he's like, "What are you worried about?" I was like, "I'm worried about." People using vanity metrics for marketing purposes, and that happens in, in usually a few different cases. One, a backend engineer is curious about these things and builds tooling to look at what all the transactions that are happening, and in the, in, in, in the process of that includes things like zero account creation, like zero. If 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 it, if you need to do a transaction to create an account on the Kikin ecosystem, but it's like a free, easy transaction that happens all the time. Then that could come up as a transaction on whatever dashboard you're creating that's showing transactions. And then you should make a dashboard to look at these things. And then your marketer comes in and your biz dev guy comes in, or you're even your CEO who just trying to push things comes in and says, Hey, look at all the transactions we have. And the dev's like, That's not what it's for. That's not showing this thing. <laughs> But he's like, No, 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 don't worry about it. I got this, bro. And and says these types of things, and naive to the idea, you're like ignorant to the to the actual concept that. Um, these aren't real transactions, and I can't say this because that's not appropriate to say this. It's like people taking uh, the, the, like the results of data science or like um, uh, the results of a model and, and then taking the conclusions far outside what the model should be used for. This happens all the time in science. Um, and, or he does this on purpose, knowing that they're not good transactions, for the purpose for the for the sheer purpose of of feigning success and that's probably the only two things that can happen here i'm sure there might be more to it but like no one's gonna know because people like me who are capable of looking at these things don't have the time to look at them i'm not getting paid to look at it that's for goddamn sure
3: you could be after this show somebody's listening they're going to hire you the, the they,
0: blockchain cop. Like, that's what we saw everywhere. People are just using vanity metrics or just making shit up altogether to then feign success so that people will flock to them and start using their platform. Because That's look a deeper at
3: conversation, though. That's uh, a deeper conversation about ethics and all things above. They know what they're doing, and they know it's shitty. Not? Once but Once again,
0: they, there's a chance that it's actually true based on how their system works. But then again, like... It could what be like it could mean? be a circumstance like there's there's also there's more situations here. Let me continue. Um, so if it's true, if these are actual legitimate transactions, which they could be because I haven't looked at it, and I don't know. I can't say they're not. say they are not And saying they just look like they're not based on the numbers they're they're saying. Um, then it could be like a system like EOS where they're they're legitimate transactions, but they don't mean anything because they're basically censorable and and it's a, it's it's like saying like oh shit. I made this uh, new app, and my database is getting four million transactions a second. Son, I'm the best blockchain. <laughs> that's not true. It's not like there's there's context there that needs to be addressed. Was well, well, you? I true. think were they actually what, working? And I maybe mean, it's a plasma chain, and it's working as intended. I don't.
3: You're know. deep in the shit, Corey. And I don't. What you I think is a forest through the trees kind of situation where there's a lot of people in this space. That only want to be the new best Bitcoin because they understand that at this point, people just want new and they want better. And they're comfortable with that scheme, right? Like everybody's looking for the next Facebook, everybody's looking for the next Twitter. TikTok it was the next vine. Like nobody cares. So they're like, well, I'll just build the next Bitcoin and I'll tell people I'm the next Bitcoin. I'm not Bitcoin at all not blockchain tech at all. Salesforce has a blockchain now. How cute is that? Like there's no could be great. Could could it (laughs) really? That could could be great. Decentralized Salesforce, where that they're gonna do that. No automated uh, I would tell you
4: Salesforce has a much, much bigger business case and need for uh, a decentralized uh, blockchain than than say Facebook does. I mean, if you think about the data integrity that exists in Salesforce, and if you think about the importance of securing it, it is almost a national asset. If you think what yeah. the economic uh, repercussions would be if somebody dumped the entire Salesforce database, they know everything about every deal in every industry, everywhere. So I think they do have a really good... Uh, use case to be at least dabbling in having some data verification happening in a decentralized way i do
3: all right well they need to figure out how to use ethereum all right let's all right let's,
0: let's wrap this shit up you gotta go
3: uh yeah so thank you guys for listening uh especially if you're an nfl or nba athlete because we know you guys are really starting to like cryptocurrency now so please listen to the show if you're listening and tweet about it um uh, and, and what's his name, Anthony Mackey. Let's send this to Anthony Mackey. See if he can... We'll, we'll tag him. Uh, thebitcoinpodcast.com. Uh, we also have a book if you go on thebitcoinpodcast.com. And, or the Bitcoin Pick a Podcast. letter. I'll read a page. Uh, was B. B. B uh,
2: for, for Bain. How about uh, Dan Bonet, professor at Stanford University? We asked him if he can describe blockchain uh july back in 2018 and he said consensus and liveness
3: okay that's fun consensus and liveness also
0: like the the king of cryptography so that was a good one
3: he was being technical Uh, we have some shout outs (laughs) to give ken gets a shout out ken ken in the slack with one in he gets a shout out uh who else is getting a shout-out here? Wayne, you get a shout-out? Wayne does not get a shout-out. Wayne
2: been, gets a shout-out. He
3: has been inactive in the Slack,
2: stepping him up, Wayne.
0: He literally just said something in the Slack.
2: Yeah, he's coming in hot at the last
3: minute. <laughs> Considering these shout-outs are coming from Patreon. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can say that, man. Patreon Ian gets a shout-out. <laughs> like, oh, okay, uh, cool. Uh, uh, us Wayne gets said a shout-out.
2: Your- no, you you have oh. to say that so people know that that's a that's a that's a perk.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. You gotta be real specific about it. So these are Patreon shout outs in the Patreon tier that I can't log into because my last pass is in the other my Yubiki's in the other room. So I don't have the list in front of me. I'm trying to memorize
4: it. But if you if are you a a Patreon, Ray, if you're a Patreon, you get to listen to this early. And then you can come to the Slack and know what you're talking about way before anybody else listens to it. True, so there's a exactly. huge benefit to being a Patreon just to so, make yourself smarter.
3: There's a tier in there. You get to listen to the show earlier than everybody else because you're a patron and we love you. So um, yeah, go to Patreon and become a patron and look at the tiers, which could be adjusting. Like we might do some other cool things, but uh, right now that's what they are. Um, there's some stickers that need to go out. We got the stickers, right, Corey? Yeah, I got the stickers.
0: stickers. Um, just trying to think of the most uh, economic way to send them out to everybody. All right.
3: Um, one last thing in our Slack. We understand there's a lot of hooliganism going on in the random channel. Just be kind to each other. Please. All right, stop being so goony. It's weird. It's off-putting. Yeah, just
0: rename the channel rename the channel to off the wall off the wall and then when off the wall shit happens say take it to off the wall and keep that shit out of here when, like, off, the, the, rails. Channel.
3: off animals, the rails animals
0: like, be kind to each other all it's right, the internet so... dude it's not going to happen like it's the internet people are never going to be kind to each other give them a spot to be weird and then you know don't what, let course. it happen anywhere else they I can have be kind all each all to each other in everywhere me. but a single channel
2: I have as we grow
0: it's going to get worse You guys got to keep in mind,
3: the Slack is a public hangout now as well. I have the audacity of hope. Uh,
0: I'm reading that book.
3: Yeah, (laughs) me too, because you you recommended it. It's all right. I'm about 40% through it. It's a good airplane read. It's
0: very Obama-y.
3: Oh, yeah. I do feel like I can change the world.
0: Definitely read it in his voice. I read
3: it in a... uh, well, every time I read it, and then I hang, I, I listen to Michael Jackson's "Heal the World" immediately afterwards. Because
2: how is that, Corey? You're reading yeah. a, a a black man book and a black voice.
0: I can't do it. Oh, maybe I could. I haven't I haven't tried an Obama ever. Also, I'll I'll give it a shot and I'll try my Obama next week.
3: What is Corey's black person voice that in his head sound like? I
1: would love to hear that. <laughs>
0: I mean, it depends on the context of like who the black person is. Like, right? If it's like if I'm talking about rappers, usually like DMX. Or
3: I, I really hope it it sounds like like hey, yo
0: bitch. Yeah, like... that's, that's not how I'm reading the book. It's definitely Got the audacity
1: I hope, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, so
3: I read every book in a DMX voice. Why don't you? that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Please join the Slack on the website bitcoinpodcast dot or dot network. Um, And you can join the Slack, click the link that says Slack, follow the directions. If you can't follow those directions, you don't deserve to be there. Uh, We won't have you. Um, There's a donation page as well. If you don't want to be a patron, you're like, hey, that's too much of a commitment. You mean I got to pay you every month? Then you can also donate on the donations page. And if you donate enough, you can get on the leaderboard and you can even advertise your business's shenanigans on there. We've seen that go down and it's not too bad. So if you get to the top of that leaderboard, everybody sees what you do. Right?
0: And how giving so, you are.
3: And how giving you are. So
2: Yeah, if, um, if, if being a patron is too much of a commitment. Um us doing this podcast for free is too much of a commitment. So, <laughs> <laughs> so
3: um that's it, guys. Check out uh, the bullpen. Check out Dose of Ether. Check out an on-ramping came out recently. Two on-rampings in the past three weeks. That's a record for me in the past year. Um, just the Headers, of course. Uh, just the Headers was cataclysmic this week. So you might want to have a listen. Uh, cataclysmic. All right. Play... uh oh, shout-out to Zoe Saldanya. Zazi beats Carla Lewis.
0: Hashing it okay. out, asshole.
3: Oh, my bad. Yeah, listen to Corey's shitty show. Hashing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually fucking good. I listened to the MakerDAO episode and I now want to partition some of my own personal portfolio into. Yeah, DAI. I've started purchasing DAI on a regular basis now. Hashtag no investment advice. Um, hashtag hodl plus. Is it best of advice? I'll take it on the cuff. I'll take that one. Um, play.